to the Entrepreneur Success Formula weekly podcast where we'll be getting down to earth with real entrepreneurs who work hard know that success is more than a mindset. It takes blood, guts and a fair bit of luck to survive and thrive. My name is Damien Mark Smith and I will, I will be your tour guide in this journey through the minefield of running a successful business and bringing you the real stories from real people about how they manage to make their ships stay afloat. I did say ships. And today... <laughs> And today on the first ever show in this brand new series, I want to welcome the lovely Anne Coppins, who is the founder and chief game changer, aka CEO of Gamification and is an award-winning speaker, L&D professional business and executive coach and author. And welcome to the show. Thank you, Damien. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be on the show. Oh, well, what an introduction that was, eh? So, <laughs> and I did hear ships, definitely ships. Oh, good, 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 good. Yes, this is, I was going to say it's a family show, but I'm not too sure whether it will be or not yet. We'll see how we go. This is the first, the first of many. I'll, I'll keep it family. <laughs> so we're going to do a 20 to 30 minute maximum uh, podcast here, and we are going to get through some, some really cool questions here. And we're going to find out from a real entrepreneur, a real business owner, what it's like to, 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 to keep your business afloat and what you do on a daily basis. So, first of all, tell me a little bit about your business. Who are your customers? Yeah, so Gamification Nation is a design agency and we do a lot of uh, fun stuff for larger corporates and then uh, smaller organizations. So we actually uh, sort of flit around the whole spectrum of sizes of business. What they typically have in common, they want something innovative, something fun, either to engage their customers or to engage their employees. So that's sort of the people we're after. And you turn those into games? Games or experiences. So it can be a customer journey with, let's say, some game mechanics included in it, or it can be a full-blown game that people play to learn something, to, to do something in a different way. Fantastic. So your background was in coding? Uh, no, it? actually, I'm not a developer, would you believe? Wow. I, my, my background is actually, my first degree was marketing, then I went into change management. So I come actually from the psychology end into game design. Uh, so and I, basically, I was a trainer, coach, learning designer for years, and then added game design only in the last, uh, I think it's now seven years ago. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Uh, but actually, it's the game parts that always brought everything together for me. So whether I was a change management consultant, I used to have games that, you know, got people around to new ways of doing stuff. So for me, it came natural. It, it's something I always wanted to do, in fairness. Fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. And so what? who were your first customers? Oh, my very first customer was actually Adidas. So amazingly large, yeah, exactly. Amazingly large corporate. And uh, they heard me speak. So I was already evangelizing about gamification for some time. And uh, they met me at a conference, invited me to uh, go into their tender process. And then after a number of pitches, we won the pitch. So Fantastic. How did you get the speaking gig? uh, Speaking, well, I was already a speaker uh, before this business. So I, for me, it came quite natural. So uh, I applied for speaking gigs. Um, sometimes they found me. The fact that I was blogging about gamification uh, already put me on the radar of people. And then the fact that they also saw, oh, she's been on TV. She's done speaking gigs before. I think, you know, sort of leveled the comfort a bit. 
Oh, and then fantastic. Being a female in the space also helps, I think. Yeah. How, how do you find the, the, uh, like the conferences and events that, that have the right um, subject matter for you? Uh, amazing. They're a great lead source. So, I mean, I try and speak once a month at an event where there's people that are in decision-making positions. So for me, that's HR and learning as the most natural fit or marketing. So if there's decision makers in the room, typically I walk out with one warm lead and then maybe two or three maybes for down the road. So for okay. me, it's, it's one of the best lead gen strategies. And how do you find the events? Um, well, they vary from great to dead by PowerPoint. I mean, so. how do you find them? How do you actually oh, find them? Oh, how do I find them? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how were they for you? No, how do you find them? <laughs> well, I find them really differing. <laughs> but, um, well, there's some I knew of because I was already in that space. So yep. I come from the, the learning space into uh, developing solutions for learning. So I knew a lot of them. I knew some of the organizers. So I spoke to them, contacted them. Um, and now I just keep on the radar, but a lot of it at this stage, seven years in, is they contact me, they find me. So I get asked at least three or four times a month to take part in all sorts of conferences and events. And some of them I turn down because they're totally not my audience. Um, but then, I mean, if they are fit and, you know, the deal's right, then, then we go for it. Fantastic. Do you get paid for those? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Excellent. So it uh, really yeah. varies. Just a, as, a, as a tip for some listeners and watchers, because we're, we're going on YouTube as well as, uh, as iTunes, there is, um, uh, I use SpeakHub. SpeakHub's a good uh, a source for uh, finding events. Uh, and it's good, actually, if you sign up as the, old go the gold or silver member, you can actually get pretty much all the events that they have, which are then shown to, to people, and then, and then just literally get the details from those events. Um, and uh, there's also a global conferences uh, network, which I will put the link in the show notes. So, awesome. what has? That up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and also on LinkedIn, obviously, if you look, you look the search, use the search function on LinkedIn to find you know events organizers, events planners in the right industry. Uh, you can use something called Lead Connect, which is in my Entrepreneur Success Formula course. And I should just say, if you come on the show, you get that as a gift. Uh, I know it's an amazing <laughs> gift. I, I'm I'm really grateful. So thank you. I wasn't expecting that. So that's, uh, nice that's my thing. pleasure. So yes, so, so using Lead Connect, you can set up an autoresponder sequence in Lead Connect. You, you can find the right types of people that you want to link to and send that autoresponder sequence and it could be something like linking to a showreel sending them to your blogs and then asking them to set up a, um, a calendly link so and what has been the biggest mental challenge you've had to overcome as an entrepreneur Ooh, i suppose uh, a little bit i think what a lot of women entrepreneurs suffer with and maybe some guys too uh, a bit of imposter syndrome so thinking am i good enough to spread my message and what on earth have i got to give uh, that people want to listen to so so definitely that has been and i suppose in some ways it continues to niggle at you at different levels is you, you, you know, you hit through the first level of that sort of imposter feeling and you say, well, I'm going to go and do it anyway. And then there's another level that comes in, well, well possibly you can't do that. Uh, who would possibly buy a book by you? Who would possibly buy a course by you? It's, you know, so there's, you know, and, and why would they pay you that much for consulting? So there's always a different level. So what I'm uncovering is that like an onion that keeps going, yeah, <laughs> that you have yeah. to keep sort of motivating yourself to sort of push through and go for it, 
because in the end of the day, if you want to be successful in your business, it's important to just keep breaking the onion, you know? Absolutely. I love that. What a great bit of advice. Um, so actually coming back to your first customer as well, because you said that it was Adidas. Um, I, I found certainly when I started coaching, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago now, that, you know, when you get your first customer, you just think, oh, my God, I better not tell them they're my first customer. Um, <laughs> and then they have a really good experience and they go, oh, that was really good. Uh, can I recommend you to a friend? And you're like, really? You would, you would do that for me? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, they were a dream to work with. They were a fantastic project team and a fantastic organization. So, so as a first customer, I couldn't have wished for anything better. That's not bad, is it? That's not bad at all. Okay, so if you had to start over again from scratch, what's the one thing you would do differently? I probably would go quicker to hire people in. Uh, and also not hold back as much because I know I did very much, the, you know, acquire a customer, the, deliver, then acquire a new one. So I very yep. much compartmentalized everything. So if I was going to do it again, I would make sure that there was a good pipeline and a solid pipeline because we've been going sort of up and down. Uh, and then one of the, the things I have, I suppose, is a reluctance to hire because if I don't have enough pipeline, I can't guarantee that there are going to be jobs, so therefore I don't hire, uh, which means I'm the, the stumbling block to deliver. So, I mean, you know, there's a whole messy, um, I suppose, relationship there. But, you know, if I was going to do it differently is hire sooner, hire more, uh, fire quicker as well, because uh, I've hired some wrong ones and that didn't, yeah, didn't help, uh, was costly. So, so yeah. So um, everyone listening will be going, ah, the famine or feast, the famine or feast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was nothing to do with economy or anything else. It was purely to do with effort um, yeah. because I know if I push it, I can get more. Have you got, I mean, I know you said you talked about the speaking, which I think is really, really useful. And I know that helps me too. Um, have you got some market, a marketing tip that you could share, uh, which helps you keep your funnel uh, filled up? Yeah. I suppose I blog regularly and I took that as a strategy to even get known and to get sort of seen as an expert and an authority in the field. So, so that's for me, if you're new in the field, start writing about it, start sharing about it, especially on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of my really great sources of leads. Uh, so people see me posting stuff, their network comments on it or my network comments on it. It ends up in their network and all of a sudden, it comes full circle back to me. So if nothing else is try and build up your own profile so that people find you for what you want to be known for. Uh, that would be my top marketing tip that gets us business. Yeah, it's a you, slow burn, but at the same time, it's a really good one. I think the commenting in, in LinkedIn is really useful. Um, I also use Quora as well. Mm -hmm. I find that quite yeah. useful. Um, when you do your blogs, how, how long are, the, uh, are your blog posts? So it depends on the, on the day and the inspiration I have, but usually, uh, you know, about 800 words, more or less. Uh, I do it uh, three times a week. So Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and have been doing that for five years now. So wow. it's this year I'm struggling to keep it up because we're just busy. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a really good source of, of traffic for one. And then once they get there, you know, exploring is typically what we're trying to tease them into doing. Of course. Now, when you, um, when you put on, on your, on your post that you're a published author, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was really excited about that because uh, obviously I encourage people to write books. Uh, what's the name of your book? Yes, I have four. So there's there's a few to choose from. Um, one I wrote when I was finishing my career in uh, the coaching business was winning, or, well, leading the boss in the mirror. So basically, the boss in the mirror is probably your worst boss ever. <laughs> and, you know, how you can manage the boss in the mirror. So that was one. Uh, and then gamification in business, which um, I did for Book Boon. Um, that's uh, an ebook which, you know, is very much an introduction to what is gamification, how does it work. And currently I'm working on my next one, which is winning at the infinite game of learning, which are all examples and methodologies around implementing gamification in the learning space where it is very topical. Um, and then my previous one was um, around crowdfunding and crowdsourcing ideas. So tapping into the crowd was the name and it was, you know, creating an, an advantage from the inside out. So basically, you know, tapping into the common knowledge that you have within your organization, using it and using it to great effect to improve your organization internally, but also towards the customer. So. Okay, that's good. Now I'm going to, I'm going to either come across as really stupid here, or this could be a useful tip because I couldn't find the links to your books oh. on, your, on your LinkedIn profile. And I went to search on Amazon and I couldn't find them there either. I, and you didn't have an author page. And I thought, mm, I okay, I, I can't make them. Ah, so just, just hmm. to, just to let you know that the, um, because that, that to me was, was really interesting. And I also couldn't find a show reel for you on your LinkedIn page as well. So I will be updating that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you don't need to, which is good. But, uh... Yeah, well, maybe not, maybe I do. But, you know, I, I did at, at some point write an auto page on uh, Amazon, so I'm not sure why that's no longer there. The book should still be available, but I'll investigate with the publishers as well why it's not there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had some of them on LinkedIn as well. So it's amazing. Okay. Um, um, and the other piece of advice for other people out there is uh, you put your showreel on YouTube, Wistia and Vimeo. Okay. All there, three. I, I all probably three. have it on Vimeo, but not the rest. There's a number of reasons which we won't go into on this one, but um, there is actually a very interesting podcast with a guy called Sam Harris. It's the latest one that he's done. Um, if you look at it on the, uh, on, the on iTunes and he talks to the, the, the guy who uh, was good friends with Mark Zuckerberg and has just written a book basically saying how Facebook is really not going in the right direction at the moment. And it's mm. an incredibly interesting podcast into how Google and Facebook and Amazon are using your data without your uh, permission. Mm -hmm selling your data onto uh, marketers and, and in fact there's one part of it which is actually very scary when they're talking about the the algorithms that they've got which will actually track how your hand is using the mouse will be able to tell you whether you have parkinson's and pass that information onto your insurance company before you even yeah. know about it or get a diagnosis it's scary stuff but that is uh, scary that is scary i mean you know facebook for all that it's brought as good things originally uh, has been known but uh, i mean it's it's fascinating though that the big ones don't get wrapped on the knuckles more because well, facebook yeah. is the only one getting it at the moment but google and amazon and all the rest of them are just as guilty yeah okay what's the one piece of advice you would give to a young entrepreneur starting out today in the current climate and of course we have to mention brexit here i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i guess you do I mean, don't let Brexit stop you is the first nope. thing. 
you know, if you have a good idea, test it out with people that are in your target audience. Don't get discouraged by your family and friends who think you're talking nonsense. Uh, because I know when I first, first started this business, my parents for ages were asking, well, what on earth are you doing? And what, what does that do? And in games? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it, it's making money, it's all right, you know. <laughs> so, but, you know, ask your target audience if, it, if they think it will fly, but go for it. I mean, I'm, I think it takes a certain bit of grit to go with it and to stick with it. But at the same time, it's probably one of the most rewarding things you'd ever do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given by someone else, whether it was a mentor or a coach? or uh, Actually, a mentor. Uh, and it was, it was Keith Cunningham, uh, who, uh, who I met at a training event. And he, he had an approach to stay in the line. And he sort of described it as, you know, uh, all of us entrepreneurs have this shiny object approach. So here's the next shiny object. There's the next shiny object. And in fact, only allow yourself to step out of the line or out of the focus line you're on and stick with what you're doing for 90% of the time and only allow 10% of stepping out and going after shiny new things. Mm. And I think that really stuck with me for ages. I mean, probably is advice from the early 2000s so that I even remember it is you know it's kind of critical but I mean it makes sense because so many people flit from one idea to the next to the next to the next and it's hard for your target audience to understand why you should be known for one thing if next week you're doing something else yeah they're way slower in adapting to new things than you are so even though I'm talking about gamification for probably 10 years now it's now that people are starting to buy it in bulk. So, which took a long time, <laughs> yeah. you know, and for me, it was like, why doesn't everybody know this already? Well, you know, they, they don't move as fast. Mm, that's a wonderful piece of advice. I love that. Thank you. And if you're in charge of UK business right now, what legislation would you introduce to help small businesses? Ooh. Well, I would actually make it easier to do business because there's an awful lot of red tape. I mean, you know, trying to get your head around VAT, EORES when you're produce, sending products elsewhere. I mean, you know, it should be one-stop shop somewhere that fixes it all for you so you can stay within the law easily. Um, I actually think the legislation is not always the problem. I also think the banking system is a problem where banks don't necessarily support small businesses. They say they do, but when you look for something, it's not really the case. <laughs> uh, and for future reference, and actually for my current lifestyle, I like to travel. And I can't just bring my business along. I have to be registered and listed as living in one country in order to do a business. I'd like to be country agnostic. I'm still happy to pay tax into, let's say, a European fund or, you know, a global fund that distributes it to, to businesses worldwide then. But, I mean, that's maybe utopia. But, you know, for me, having to be forced to be tied to one location and to have to consistently prove, you know, you live in the UK, so you can do business in the UK, that's fine. But I also like to travel and like to be free of that. And if I move, 
I lose business in the UK because I'm not listed there. So yeah. it's complex. So go with the, with the people because people are moving on. Legislation is not. Fantastic. And uh, finally, what are your plans for the future? What are you doing? Apart from Ooh. lots of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> lots of speaking. Well, growing the business. So uh, we're on a big ramp up uh, for, um, for the business. One of my targets is to hit uh, through the million barrier. So far, we've not done one million in turnover yet, but it's now within reach. So that's my big goal. Uh, but to do that, I need a bigger team. So we're building a team and uh, we're looking for some investment for some platform projects we have in mind. So, so yeah, we're, we're going bigger. We're, going, we're keeping global, so we've never intended to be small, uh, just UK. So we always intended to be more than that. Fantastic. Well, listen, I mean, I hope that someone listening to this might well be listening to you and listening to what you said and going, I, you know what, I'd really like to work with you or for you. And, uh, and as a result, we'd, be, we'd, we'd get in contact. So how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so actually easy to find. My name is an, an original one. So Anne Coppins, you Googled that, I should come up. I even have a Wikipedia page, would you believe? And uh, the website for the company is gamificationnation.com. So you'll find me there, but also on Twitter, on LinkedIn. So I'm at gamificationnat on Twitter, and I'm on LinkedIn under my own name, the business name. Um, so yeah, that's probably the easiest routes to find me. Fantastic. Well, I'll put your contact details in the show notes, Anne. And um, I'd just like to say thank you very much for taking your time uh, to take part in this first ever Entrepreneur Success Formula podcast. And you know what? It doesn't matter how many hundreds of these I end up doing. I'm never going to forget the first one. And I'm never, yeah, never... exactly. It feels special. It so does. Thank you so much for having me because, I mean, I'm surprised that was the first one. I thought you were really good flowing. So <laughs> Yeah, now I've got, I've got quite a few lined up. But no, you, you well, I say I was meant to have one last week, but he uh, posted to the last minute so you are the first you've made it to the first one hey, <laughs> hey kicking off with a lady that's amazing so, no that's great i love it oh, one final question because i detected a little bit of an irish accent in there as well as <laughs> is it dutch as well yeah i'm originally from belgium and belgium, i've been okay. in ireland for 20 years i detected an irish lilt in there thank you so much for taking time to uh, to uh, to take part in the show and thank you very much for listening and watching and uh, taking the time for this brief delve into the real lives of real entrepreneurs can i just ask you if you're listening or watching this to share this with a podcast with share this podcast with anyone you think might find it useful who works hard and uh you know maybe they're an entrepreneur maybe they're a business owner maybe they want to start and and also like us on itunes and youtube and feel free to comment as we're going out on both and make sure you hit the subscribe button on both which you can do on itunes and youtube of course if you would like to take part in this show please drop me an email at damien with an a at rethinkingbusiness.biz and we can have a chat and as i said every guest on the show receives a complimentary copy of my online course by the same name worth a whopping 295 dollars so there is no excuse not to take part thank you so much and thank you and here's to your success here's to the listener's success and we'll see you all soon thank you thank you take care bye